What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 10 of the Unfiltered Fitness Podcast. I am Seth Bessie sitting here today with Luke Triveline, as always. And uh, for some of you who may be just tuning in for this episode for the first time or you know, maybe didn't catch the first episode. We did a big introduction of ourselves. So just to kind of reintroduce ourselves to everybody, I have uh, been working here with Luke at Fitness Evolution for the past four years almost. Um, been a personal trainer for six years. Uh, I've been in the fitness industry for ever, basically, you know, training my buddies, uh, you know, learning as much as I possibly can about this to be able to apply it to my own training systems. And um, this is always something that I've loved doing. It's my passion. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's how I got connected with Luke over jujitsu, another physical sport activity. And uh, been working here ever since and loving it since day one. So Luke, why don't you go ahead and do your little intro? Uh, yeah, uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Luke Triveline. I've been a personal trainer for 17 years, going on 18 almost. Uh, I've been lifting for 25 years. Um, um, certified personal trainer, uh, I have a CSCS from that SCA, multiple other certifications that I'm not going to completely go over to save time here, but I've also been a wrestling coach for 15 years. Um, just giving a little recap of, you know, our background, just to give you a little more information on, you know, how we can help you as far as this podcast goes. Right. Especially with this episode, because today's episode is going to be focused on, what what training modalities you can apply to your program based on the goals that you have for your body or your sport or whatever it may be because the reality is is that there's different ways that you can train there's different ways to lift weights when it comes to lifting any kind of load and uh, we're going to go over the intricate details of that today so that you can be honed in and specific with the way that you're lifting and you're not just going into the gym willy-nilly with no plan. So we're going to give you the details today. And what that starts with is going to be strength training, the granddaddy of all training, um, <laughs> I would say anyway. But uh, Luke, what is strength training? Who trains for strength and how can I apply that? Uh, well, strength training for a beginner is basically just touching the weights and getting under the bar and under the dumbbells. I mean, that's essentially going to be strength training to a beginner. But as you advance and get past, you know, six months to a year of two to three days of, of you know, weight training, you're, you can advance more into the heavier weights, which is going to be the strength training, which eventually could lead to a possible you know, a one rep maximum, which is the most weight you could lift, which is usually done with like a barbell, uh, not so much dumbbells. Uh, but um, as far as the strength training goes, once you're in that that range of training, you're going to be you know anywhere from one to four to five reps at the maximum. Um, once you start getting over six, seven reps, you're going more into hypertrophy and muscle strength training, which we'll go over in a minute. But as um, you're going to stick with probably anywhere between three to seven or eight sets of one to five repetitions, depending on where you're at in your strength uh, training cycle. Um, typically, uh, they're going to be loads over 85% um, of your max. If you don't have a max, again, you're going to have to get a feel for what heavy weight feels like. It should be, you know, if I'm doing three reps, I could maybe do four. Um, it shouldn't be if I feel like I'm supposed to be doing three and I could do six more reps, the weight's not heavy enough. You need to be able to push yourself um, so you can maximize 
your potential with the rep range. Again, two, you also, if you're doing six sets of three, um, and if, if the first two sets you hit three, and then you know you can only do one rep on the next couple. Again, you have to find that that sweet spot or that correct rep, um, that correct weight that's going to help you get all six sets at three reps, um, which is important because then you're getting your total volume in. Uh, otherwise, you know you're not getting the maximum um, usage of the sets and reps for strength training. Um, also, you're not going to do all if you're doing a workout and you are doing strength training, not every exercise is going to be heavy. You may do two or three, you know, heavy exercises, and then do your accessory lifts afterwards. Uh, so let's say you did, let's say you're doing lower body, you did squat five by three, you did lunges five by three, and you did um, a goblet squat five by three, and then afterwards accessory to help your lower body you might do you know four by twelve hamstring curl four by twelve leg extension and some calf raises and you know some glute bridges uh, to help uh, counter or help with your main core lifts to just make sure you're hitting all range of motion for um, your lower body so before we move on from that, uh, just talking about load percentage, you said it needs to be above 85% of whatever your one rep max is. And I'm just asking this as, uh, you know, trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who has like honest questions that I don't really know much about this kind of stuff. Um, if you're talking about 85% of that one rep max, could that also uh, translate into reps in reserve being having 1.5 reps left? Is that directly translated or would that be like a different number? Because reps in reserve is, you know, you have a certain amount of reps in reserve once you finish the set. So if I'm at 85%, if one rep is 10%, should I have one and a half reps about left in the tank if, if, if it's at 85%? Typically for strength training, you want probably at least a rep in reserve. Um, right. At each set, maybe the last set you go to failure, get you know that last rep in you want, but you want to be able to have the um, the energy to do subsequent sets of heavy weights. So you're typically not taking those to failure like you more or less would with hypertrophy training. So that being said, again, if you're using 85%, uh, you want to leave it so you can get that extra rep in, or I'm, I'm sorry, you can have that rep in reserve. And what he means by reps in reserve is uh, if you say two reps in reserve, kind of what I alluded to earlier, um, which would mean if you're doing three, you have you could have probably done two more. That's what the reps in reserve means. So if I wanted a rep in reserve of two, uh, I could be do I would be doing something I could do for five, but I'm only doing it for three reps. So typically with strength training, yes, you do leave uh, a rep in reserve um, for each set. Right, right, and. Why is that? Like, why do I not want to go to failure when I'm strength training? Because I feel like that's super popular. Kids will be doing, you know, five sets of three, and they're constantly pushing the weight so much so that they're failing at, you know, two or even three, like failing on that rep, and then having to lower the weight and, you know, to be able to finish out those five sets. Like, why do I not want to push it to failure when I'm strength training? Because you want to be at that percentage um, of your one rep max for all your sets so you want you don't want like you just said i don't want to have to lower the weight mm. because i'm going to failure and I'm, I'm taking my body to exhaustion when i don't need to because i'm focusing on strength again not um 
hypertrophy, which is going to be more towards taking things to failure. So that's why strength training, it's heavy weight, but it's not failure for the most part. I mean, you might see it somewhere somehow, but especially for um, athletic development and stuff, you're not trying to destroy your body on every set. You're trying to maximize your strength with using um, adequate rest in between and not taking it to failure each set. Right. Right. So moving on to the, unless you have more to say about strength. No, again, we're only spending so much time on each one. Right, right. So moving on to power, um, which is very closely related to strength. Um, The way that I explain it to to my clients anyway is that uh, it's the same rep range. You're essentially just lifting the weight differently and it's less weight. You know, it's less, less weight, less load. But the way that you actually do your repetitions will be different. So do you want to just kind of dip into power and explain that? I mean, power power training is more for athletes. Not that the average you know, normal Joe can't lift for power. But typically power is for moving weights explosively. Where, uh, yeah, strength training, you are moving the bar as fast as you can. But it typically doesn't move fast. The bar or during power training is going to move fast. So you're going to use... Again, let's say you're doing six sets of three, but you're not doing it at 85%. You're going to lower the weight so you can move the bar as fast as you can. And it also depends on if you're doing a single rep or multiple reps. If you're doing multiple reps, you're going to lower the weight even more so I can hit each rep um, explosively as possible. Because if I start losing force, I'm gonna. it's pointless to do the power because I'm not training at max capacity. So the whole thing about power is I need to move it as fast as as possible. And you could do things also like a cluster set where if I'm doing sets of three, but I do a rep as fast as I can, I take 15, 20 seconds, I go back to the bar, do another rep, you know, because I want to keep the velocity on the bar as fast as possible. Once you start losing that velocity, um, you know, the power training goes down and it kind of deteriorates as far as being beneficial. Right. Um, Can you give me an example of uh, power training and how that will translate into a sport? Like if I'm an athlete. Right. I mean, the, a power clean, right? Uh, from the ground up, you're explosively moving the bar from the ground to your chest as fast as, as, fast as possible, um, which is going to help with triple extension, which is your knees or your ankles, hips, and knees are extending all at the same time, and which is you know beneficial for running, jumping, explosively moving that translate over to sports very well because... You know, most sports are involved with explosive, powerful movements using, you know, triple extension on that type of stuff. So if you're training for power, depending on where you are at in the force velocity curve, the force velocity curve is essentially at the top, you're going to have max strength, one rep max. And as you go down and away, you're moving towards, you know, um, max strength, strength endurance, and then you're going to go into power, and then you're going to go into like velocity training, which is on the low end of power, like where the weight's going to be light, maybe 30% of your max, but you're focusing on the bar moving even faster than you would, let's just say, general power training, where you might be anywhere from 70 to 80% of your max. Mm. Um, and not to complicate things here, because I know most right. people aren't training for power, right. but just know there's a force velocity curve, and you should be training all along it, especially if you're a, an athlete. So you should be doing light weights explosively fast, all the way up to heavy weights that are moving slow, but you're pushing as hard as you can. And you should be training along that continuum uh, throughout your training process. Right. Yeah, it's super beneficial for people who are getting really specific in their training, obviously. It's not going to be as 
you know, applicable for the average Joe who's just wants to work out. So moving on into hypertrophy training now, um, you know, why do we hypertrophy train? Uh, obviously you hypertrophy train for muscle building, uh, to, you know, add muscle. And a lot of times when you are hypertrophy training, the more muscle you have, the more force you can generate, which is going to help with your strength training. So it is beneficial to have, uh, larger amounts of muscle if you want to lift heavy weights. Uh, not that you can't be strong and be leaner, uh, but it definitely benefits to have, you know, the more mass you have, the more force you can produce and the heavier weight and more powerful you can be. Um, typically, hypertrophy training is, uh, you know, you're not going towards um, maximal weight. It's more towards um, failure a lot or, you know, very little rep in reserve on each set. Uh, you're going to, you know, typically 65 to 85% of your max on stuff. And again, you're not going to have a max typically on dumbbell curl or something like that. Right. So you have to get a feel for the weight. You got to have that mind, uh, body, the mind muscle connection where you have a feel for the weight that I, I need to know, all right, I'm doing a set of 10. I need to focus on my bicep curl. I should say, so I got to focus on this, you know, contraction of my bicep. I should be squeezing throughout the range of motion and by the time i hit 10 i sh probably can't do one more it should be right there mm -hmm. um you know and typically i like to tell people stay within two two of the rep range so if you're doing anywhere from eight to 12 you know i want to be not going past 12 but i so but i want to stay at at least 10 right 10 to 12 where it's all right i can't get past 10 now in this way in if I'm doing four sets of 12, let's say bicep curl, the first two, first set I got 12, second set I got 10, and maybe, you know, I don't think I can get 10 again, I could lower the weight, so I'm still going to failure at 10 to 12 reps. Otherwise, I'm not using the maximal load in that range. So, if, but again, if you feel like you could do 15 reps on the first set, increase the weight, so you're staying in that rep range, and again, focusing on the muscle, you know, thinking about the muscle that you're working, and you know trying to take it as close as you can to failure with good form obviously and you know with power and strength you're, you're taking those longer breaks you know two to five minutes in that range and with hypertrophy training you know you're going to be in a, a shorter maybe 60 seconds to 90 seconds somewhere in that in that time frame to because uh, your body is mostly recovered uh, you, you restore a lot of atp back within you know a minute a minute and a half so you can go um right back into your next set. Whereas, you know, strength training takes the, the central nervous system a lot longer to recover, even though it may feel like you're ready, but your body's not. And that's why you want to take that longer break. Um, and same thing with hypertrophy, you're doing lots of volumes. So you might be doing, you know, maybe if you're a beginner, you know, four to six exercises, uh, you know, uh, three to four sets. And then as you advance, you might be getting into six, eight, 10 exercises, or, you know, getting in four to four to five sets of, you know, eight to 12 reps in that range, getting in lots of volume, taking shorter breaks, getting as much blood flow to the muscle as you can. Um, so you can obviously build your lean tissue. Right, right. I've always heard it said that like strength training, strength and power is how power lifters train. And then hypertrophy is how bodybuilders train. And that's why you'll often see bodybuilders who can lift who look like they can lift a ton of weight, um, but they really are not as strong as you would think that they would be with how big that they are. And then power lifters, conversely, are a lot smaller than you would think that they would be with how much weight that they can lift. And it's just because of the different training modalities, how they approach that, 
the way that they lift their weights and the amount of weight that they're lifting is totally different. And when you're training for strength, you're not necessarily gaining muscle mass. And when you're, I mean, you, you are to an extent because it's all a spectrum and it all kind of blends together, especially if you're a newbie. But when you train for hypertrophy, you're not necessarily gaining strength. But you did mention something that I wanted to kind of ask you about, which is the low end of hypertrophy where you said muscle strength. Um, right. Can you kind of dig into that? Um, I mean, there's that kind of that spot between, all right, you're getting into strength training versus hypertrophy training. If you're doing, you know, six to eight reps, obviously you're on the lower end of volume, uh, which if, you know, you're in, in that rep range, you want to do probably more sets. So you're getting in that total volume. You know, you you should be hitting, if you're a beginner, you know, at least, you know, per week, I want to do at least, you know, four to eight, you know, exercises of a muscle and getting, you know, 30 plus reps per set. I'm sorry, per um, exercise. So you're maximizing, um, you know, that that spectrum on the, on the continuum. But um, typically where you want to be is you should be moving up and down. You know, if you're doing a, a step progression and you started with 10 to 12 reps the first week, next week we're in that eight to 10 and the next week we're back in the six to eight and then you did your three weeks you do a deload week where you got to your heaviest uh end of hypertrophy training which is in that six to eight rep range and then you take your deload week which you're maybe just either i deload the intensity which is um i'm going back up a little bit more on the the higher end of the reps with lighter weight or i'm just doing less sets and reps to allow my body to super compensate so I can come back the next week and uh, be stronger. Um, but I want to always keep progressing either with my sets, reps, or intensity each week or each, uh, you know, periodization cycle. Otherwise, if I'm doing what typically every turd at the gym does, which is, you know, I come in, I do, they may even have a decent split where I'm like, all right, I got chest and tries, then it's legs, then it's back and buys, and then it's legs again, and then shoulder, and that's fine. Uh, but if you're not progressing through whatever um, repetition maximum uh, you're at, so again, if you're just focusing on hypertrophy and every week you're doing the body split, but you're doing three sets of 10 each week and not doing anything where you're increasing to a higher rep range in that hypertrophy continuum that may sound confusing but uh you should be increase, increasing the intensity somehow some way even if you stayed at the three sets of 10 okay now i have to be doing at a heavier weight the next week right if i was doing right. three sets of 10 of 100 and i'm doing the same exercise i should be shooting for you know a two and a half percent to five percent increase the next week of maybe 105 pounds or adding a fourth set or decreasing my my um my recovery time in between sets or even between exercises. Because some people, all right, let's say I do our, our four sets of 10 at a minute break, but then they take 15 minutes to get to the next exercise. Right. That's the break in between exercises, not the break between sets. So if you're wasting a lot of time talking and dicking around, you know, and looking at yourself, taking some selfies in the mirror, <laughs> you're not maximizing your potential at the gym. And, you know, oh, I went to the gym for two hours. Well, who gives a shit? You wasted an hour of that right. two hours. Right. Maximize. I never lift more than an hour. I mean, sometimes if you got a little more time, you're doing more strength training mm -hmm. and you're in, um, you need longer rests. But, I mean, you could get a lot done in an hour if right. you're not dicking around. 
Right. Um, and also, if you're doing lifting for an hour, maybe you want to get 20 minutes of cardio in, I get it. Okay, so it's a little bit longer. But, I mean, if you're saying you're going to the gym yeah. for two hours. Strength I mean, training for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just you're just dicking around. Right. I mean, you're, you're yeah. who knows what you're doing. Yeah, if people have to ask you if you're still using that machine, you probably are waiting too long before you right. hit your next set. Like, every 60 seconds, 60 to 90 seconds on hypertrophy training, if you're anywhere between 6 to 12 reps, you should be hitting a set. Um, which that time flies by if you're screwing around on your phone and you're not really paying attention. I think it's really important that, especially a lot of younger people, just leave your freaking phone at home. Like, I know that we all like to follow our programs on our phones and everything like that, but if you can't focus, if you're talking to your buddies and, you know, just making it a social hour and then staring at your phone and texting people, like, you're wasting your time. You're wasting so much time. And, and I wanted you, I wanted to ask you this actually, like when you wait too long in between sets, especially hypertrophy training, isn't there a lot of potential that kind of goes out of the window because the whole idea is forcing as much blood in the muscle as you possibly can. And then you end up waiting five minutes in between a hypertrophy set. Is there a lot of potential loss there? I think to an extent, I mean, obviously is the main thing is getting your volume in, but you know, your as far as a guy goes, your testosterone only you know stays so high so long during your your lifting, uh, so you want to keep that potential up as as much as possible because there there's diminishing returns once you're at the gym for so long, right? I'm not maximizing my potential by taking super long breaks when I should be doing you know trying to get that blood pump into the muscle. So I want to keep it for me i i work best by myself honestly with headphones in not looking at anybody getting through my workout and you know for me if i'm here at the gym or something and i'm by myself and i'm cleaning in between sets or something you know what i mean i'm not yep. I, I feel like my workout is definitely not as good as just focusing you know keeping my breaks to where they need keeping my weight where it should be and you know it's, it's, it's obviously it's good to work out with a partner if you do it right but i i when I used to go to the gym and I'd see guys working out, it was mostly a lot of talking, right. taking way too long in between sets, um, you know, not correctly, you know, progressing on their, their lifts or their exercises or whatever they're doing. Um, but, you know, it, it's a, the main thing is you're doing it at the intensity that's correct for the rep range, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if I'm, if I'm lifting for reps of three and I'm doing it for what I could do for 10 or I'm trying to do a set of 10 and I'm doing it for what I'm supposed to be doing for five, I'm not training correctly for what I want to do. Um, so that's the important thing to know is where you're at, uh, you know, in the continuum. And, and the last one is really muscular endurance. Um, and we kind of, if anything, I would reverse engineer this for anybody that was a beginner. You want to lay the groundwork first, right? I want to do lightweight uh, for a lot of reps with a lot of different exercises, expose myself to a lot of different, you know, angles of the joint, um, on your lifts, uh, you know, getting that 15 plus reps in just building that endurance up. So I can do multiple sets and reps. Anybody can do one set of 10, right? But can I do four sets of 10 with that weight? There's, that's why you want to build that, that basically that base mm. with, um, you know, that high rep stuff in the beginning. Once you get experience, you don't have to really go back to that muscular endurance phase unless you were restarting or wanted to do train for something that involved, you know, um, a long distance or a long time where I need to, you know, train my muscles to be able to sustain a lot of time under tension. Um, that reminds me a lot of CrossFit stuff. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, and that more conditioning style stuff where right. I'm just, 
I'm kind of doing a lot of reps and, and moving a lot, and I need to be able to do it for an extended period of time. Uh, but if you're, you know, just strength training to look good, you don't necessarily have to do that. Or, you know, hypertrophy training just to look good. Right. Uh, you, you are using your aerobic capacity to an extent when you are weightlifting. Um, that's the beauty of weightlifting. You do get to maximize, you know, cardiovascular to an extent. I'm not saying you can go run a marathon, but you'll at least have type some type of cardiovascular endurance inside. Um, now, I, I suggest if you wanted to be good at cardio, you go do cardio stuff, but... Uh, right. Versus cardio, where you only do cardio and you don't lift at all, you don't get the benefit of, uh, you know, increasing your muscle mass or getting stronger or you know, those type of things. Right. Yeah. So, is there a blend there too? Because obviously, we talked about this being kind of a spectrum, and it all blends together. Like, is there a blend between the high end of hypertrophy and the low end of muscular endurance? Uh, yeah. They they all kind of start blending into each other. Um, once you start getting into the and, and there's there's some studies on this and there's um, you know obviously no one knows everything and every year there's new studies that come out that prove something else wrong or prove something's better or again listening to your body and not so training is a is a integral thing it's it's going to be a, a combination of where the science is currently and what works for you and what you've seen work with other people um, you have to be able to kind of do a little bit of trial by error or trial on it, you know, by testing it out yourself. you got to know, I mean, if I did the same thing for four weeks and I didn't get any stronger or bigger or uh, my, my conditioning didn't get up or, you know, I'm not getting any faster or any of that stuff, you know, obviously what we're doing isn't working or it needs to be changed or it needs to be fixed. Uh, but to go back to what you said, yeah, I mean, they all, there's a, there's a certain aspect where right now once i'm getting into 20 25 30 reps i'm you know like you said with that endurance to hypertrophy part that i'm not i probably is i'm not going to be building as much lean tissue because who wants to do 30 reps to failure every single set i mean right. that takes a lot more time a lot more you know energy to get to that volume where it's smarter to do let's say 12 reps to failure um, and I can do it at, at a heavier weight so I can get a little more strength training in essentially um, and get more, you know, volume in without spending as much time on one set. Right. And, you know, as far as muscular endurance goes, if you're training for that, you know, getting in the beginning, you, those sh those are, you know, shorter rests, anywhere from 30 seconds to 60 seconds where because you're doing lightweight, you recover faster, I want to move in, get to the next thing where maybe I'm doing circuit training or, you know, that high volume stuff. Uh, so I want to keep those breaks shorter, keep my heart rate a little more elevated. Um, but that's where you're going to bid. So that essentially is the spectrum, right? So I'm either, if I was going strength training to hypertrophy to endurance versus, you know, endurance, hypertrophy, uh, power and strength along that force velocity curve. If you want to be a well-rounded human being, train all modalities, right? Do it correctly. Obviously, we're not going over periodization here, but I should be training all along that that light, that lightweight explosively all the way up to heavyweight slowly, um, you know, and, and in between. And what you want to focus on more, that's fine. If I want to be jacked and huge, then I spend most of my time doing hypertrophy training, but I move along that spectrum of, you know, velocity, lightweight training, all the way up to max strength training, because that's going to help me develop all along that spectrum, which is going to make me well-rounded. Right, right. So just to kind of review from the beginning to the end where we're at right now, um, reps and rest times for strength is what 
So typically strength training, we're one to five reps, you know, two to five, six minutes. I mean, unless you got all the time in the world, I wouldn't go longer than that because it's just going to take forever to train. Right. And then is it similar with power? Same thing with power? Power, yeah. Similar. You might do a little more sets where you might get maybe eight sets of, uh, you know, one to three reps. Uh, and yet, you know, if you're doing more um, multiple rep power training, you, you could shorten it up a little bit because I want to be able to uh, you know, let's just say a basketball player velocity, jump up and down right. you know, at a high velocity for, you know, extended amount. And if I'm doing maybe just a, you know, looking for a power, like a power clean, uh, if I'm doing one to two reps, I can take that, you know, two to five minute break in between. Right. And then for hypertrophy? You know, in that typically seven to 12 rep range, you know, 60 seconds to 90 seconds, anywhere from, you know, if you're a beginner, three sets and then up, to, you know, to, to five, six sets per exercise right. um, for hypertrophy. Right. And then we just kind of went over muscular endurance. Yeah. I mean, anywhere, you know, three, four sets, 15 plus reps, short, you know, 30 to 60 second break. Right. So um, just to kind of give you like a closing question, I don't know if you prepared any, any questions for this one, but um, I was over the course of you doing this, I was thinking about one thing and that is, um, you know, as a coach, as someone who's been lifting for 25 years, uh, where do you find the most joy in your training in terms of this spectrum? Like it, in terms of like, I feel good. I love training like this. Every time I come back to it, I feel so great. Cause I know that you do everything, but like, what is like your bread and butter? Um, I mean, obviously hypertrophy training I, I like because you know, you get that pump, you feel good, you feel, you know, big and jacked, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but there is a lot to say about, um, strength training where I'm hitting a new PR or I'm feeling strong, right? Mm -hmm. Hypertrophy is more about looking good. Strength training, power training is more about the feel. Uh, do I feel explosive? Do I feel strong? Like I, I like the feeling of walking in anywhere and I feel like no one's gonna push me around. Like because I do a lot of you know combat style stuff, wrestling, jujitsu. Used to do MMA. I I like that feeling of knowing that I could roll or go with anybody. Or you know, I like the feeling of you know if I had to throw down in a fight, you know I'm not gonna get my ass beat. You know that, that's a good feeling. Uh, as far as the strength and being powerful goes, but like it, it's probably between those two. Uh, I mean, I like doing cardio just to do cardio because I like it's kind of like a mental, like I like go mm -hmm. running and this and that. But I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I never feel good that I could run a you know a sub six minute mile. That's just more like all right, cool. But I don't. I, that's not to me is not yeah. where I like to train personally. You're not, you're not about that whole like gung ho cardio culture. No, and I like cardio, but it's like I don't. You, I would never nothing, see you in a running group. There's nothing uh, <laughs> that I, that makes me. That's just more like internally, like whatever. I, I I know I could run. That's fine, but I, it's not practical use for me for what right. I like to do. Um, right. You don't get excited about like going to do a run. No, when I used to do races, I obviously I wanted to win. I wanted to get there, and I wanted to be because I did a lot of obstacles stuff. Because, you know, guys that run all the time, are, I'm never gonna beat a true runner in a. 5k I mean they're gonna run a 15 minute 5k where my best is like a 19 something right because uh, I'm still doing other stuff I'm not just solely running all the time but I do enjoy running right. but it's like you were asking me it's not my my favorite end of the spectrum to to train right. um, that was actually one of my goals for uh, my triathlon that I did this year it wasn't to be the fastest guy out there but to be the fastest jacked guy out there. yeah that, I mean that was always my thing like right. I'd always be like all right my age group I'd look I'm like, all right, I got third or something like that. I'm like, but, but dude, I'm like, that guy was skinny as shit. Right. And I, you know, <laughs> I, I have muscle to me. So I feel like I'm like deep down, like I did just as good as him because right. I did it with a lot more muscle mass. 
uh, and not too much behind right. him as far right. as uh, my conditioning goes. And you haven't been training in this one modality for the past right. six years only. I, that's my thing. Is like I deep down I want to be good at everything. Right. right. I don't. I want to be able to have a good cardio base. I want to be strong as fuck. I want to look good with my shirt off. Like right. So it, when you feel that way, it's hard. Like we were just talking about this the other day. Like about. I could never be a true bodybuilder because I don't think I could go through the off-season phase of just being like bloated and big. Like I just can't do it. It right. just drives me nuts. Even if I start putting a little bit on just in normal, it like drives me nuts. So, I, And I'm not saying being a bodybuilder is wrong or that I just, for me, like, you know, the, the I've said this before, that, you know, the day you start lifting is the day you're forever small. So, you know, I... <laughs> I don't want to have that feeling right, of looking right. like that. Like, even though, like, you're cutting weight for something, uh, like, all right, I'm down 10 pounds for this thing, like, now I feel fucking skinny. Like, right. you know, there's a... Yeah. You, and I'm sure for women, it's the same way, you know, like, you don't want to ever feel... And even if you look great, there's women that look great and still feel like they don't look good. And it's mm -hmm. the same thing for guys. It's just almost the opposite, right? right. We, we want to be big and strong yeah. and they want to be lean. And You don't ever want to be called skinny as a ah, guy. I hate that. <laughs> you look skinny. Right. That's like the worst thing that you could ever say to a guy. <laughs> and I know as far as you, I guess my question is, I mean, I'm, uh, you've kind of changed a little bit since you started training here of what you've been doing. And I know recently you've gotten more into to cardio, vascular style stuff, and obviously you still lift and everything, but where, right. where's your favorite range to lift in? Yeah, I mean, very similar, kind of like what you said. Obviously, like, my business name is VersaFit. I want to be as versatile as possible with my I still fitness. think it should be very fit, but <laughs> he doesn't want to go with me on that one. I'm not, it's VF everywhere, and, and Luke is convinced it's very fit, which is a great name. <laughs> but it may be better than VersaFit. Um, but no, I mean, like, that's been my philosophy before I ever really learned about this stuff, I always thought like, you know, if you're going to exercise, you should be a well-rounded athlete. Like if you're going to put this much time and effort into the gym, you should be as well-rounded as possible. If your goal isn't to be like a bodybuilder or a power lifter, like if then obviously you can hone in and be specific, but like, if you're just working out to be healthy, then you should train in all the modalities and you should be, you know, passable at pretty much everything. Um, that you should be able to get up and go and do anything, essentially, right, right. and do it okay. Right. Even when it comes to stuff like flexibility, like, you know, you can be strong as shit, and that's awesome. Like, if you're deadlifting, you know, 600 pounds, like, good for you. But if you then can't, like, even touch your toes touch your toes because <laughs> you're so stiff and tight, like, it's the same thing with bodybuilders. Like, you get to a point where you're just literally too big, and you're so unflexible. Um so yeah, there's there's a mix of all of that that I love doing, but uh, obviously like kind of the way that every kid grows up hypertrophy training, like that's always been my uh, you know my home base and like what I love doing strength and hypertrophy. Obviously, and like what you said, like you feel so good because you look big, you get that pump when you're training for hypertrophy, but then there's a different feeling for strength where like you know, you, you bench press more than you ever have before. And that feeling is just like, it feels so good to know that you're strong. Um, and then, you know, on the, on the endurance side of things, when it comes to, uh, you know, cardiovascular training, there's, uh, <laughs> I know that we have, we have like different personalities with this stuff. Like the idea for me of like getting together with like a group of guys and doing a hundred mile bike ride, like that's kind of exciting for me and you like, <laughs> Like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, I, I'd never see you in a cycling bib. Like it's never gonna happen. No. <laughs> but yeah, I I really uh, you know my dad has always been 
has always been like a cardio guy. He never really lifted weights, uh, and he's been in great shape his whole life, but he has always been doing marathons and, and cycling. So that's kind of, you know, a part of my family and my well, your brother. whole family is in, I mean, just looking at it, even, you know, you're, you're all like lean, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, everybody looks, the, the people that I've met, your sister, your brother, mm-hmm. your dad, I mean, everybody has that same kind of lean, muscular, you know, genetic yeah. makeup where you, you're you probably more predisposed to endurance-style stuff. Yeah. Um, not that you're smaller, can't right. put on hyper, you know, any of that, but you guys definitely have a cardio base yeah. as far as uh, what you guys right. can do. I definitely felt that, like, this year... Um, you know, and I'm probably like the strongest one in my family. Like my cousin is a pretty big guy. Like he's. You hear that, Mac? If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. little brother's stronger than you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but like everybody else is like not like I'm. I'm the most built one in my family. Everybody else is more of a cardio base. So it's it's kind of funny to see that and how that translates into what we enjoy. So yeah, definitely. You know, strength and hypertrophy is always something I'm always gonna love. But then adding cardio in, especially pretty heavy this year, and actually training for something was something I really enjoyed. But that's where having goals, which we went over last time. So, you know, if you have three different goals throughout the year, one is to run a 5K, one is to set a new PR, and one is to gain 10 pounds. Okay, well, those are three different modalities that you're training for, okay? So let's say you spend six to eight weeks training for your 5K. So I'm staying in more in the muscular endurance you know, I'm getting my cardiovascular in. I can still do right. some strength training, but it's on the lower end. Right. And let's say now I want to set a PR on my bench. So now I'm spending more of my time in the strength training phase. And I can still do hypertrophy and muscular endurance, but it's going to be on the lower end. And then, okay, at the end of the year, I want to put 10 pounds back on. I want to look good on the beach or whatever, a vacation. Now I spend my six to eight weeks doing my hypertrophy training and keeping my strength training, you right. know, in the, in the background. But I'm still doing it to keep my base of strength up. But the majority of my time is spent doing hypertrophy. So that's where, one, just strength training all year round, you know, you're going to get beat up or you're going to get monotonous. Same thing with hypertrophy. or It's good to change it up. It gives you something to work for, and it's not doing the same. And that's where people start getting frustrated with their plateaus. Like, yeah, dude, you've been doing hypertrophy training for two years. Why don't you switch it up to strength training and watch now when you go back to your hypertrophy your four sets of 10 at 100 pounds, now you're going to be doing it heavier. So it's a little more like, all right, mm-hmm. now I'm stronger. Now I can lift more weight. I can, you know, get more, you know, volume in. Um, that's where people, I think, a lot of times hit their plateaus is is they're not understanding um, the continuum of, of strength training or weight training or, or what do you want to refer to it. But, uh, you know, hiring a trainer, you right. know, would be a good way. You know, right. it's, uh, that's what you I was know, gonna say. promoting using somebody that knows what they're doing to help you, guide you, teach you, you know, instill good habits of what you should be doing. And 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 a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that overtrain, right? Yeah. They're doing 5 6 days a week, never take a break, and they think that that's they have to do that all the time or they're going to lose their but if you're never recovering, you're never going to get bigger. If you're never recovering, you're never going to get stronger. Right. You know, in the beginning, sure, you might get great results, but after a while when you do it for as long as I have or you have or you know, people that have been lifting for a while, you have to be smart and you have to do it uh, in a way that's going to allow you to be at a high level, still hit PRs. I mean, I'm 37 years old and I still hit PRs and I've been lifting <laughs> for right. a long time. I mean, um, obviously there's a, there's a, you know, a ceiling where you're going to hit, you know, no one's benching 4,000 pounds. Right. Um, but you could, and, you know, once you get to that, maybe you could now, now add 
all right, if I was doing a 350 bench, okay, maybe I'm getting towards my ceiling, but now I can rep more on certain things right. at heavier weights. So, I mean, right. those are things to look for too, not just a one rep max, but maybe, all right, I can only do 275 for six. You know, maybe now I can do 275 for eight. You know, that's a PR. That's right. something new. That's right. something. I actually had um, one of my former state champs reach out to me the other day, which is pretty cool that, you know, we still stay in touch and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, coach, I just want to let you know I was doing 225 for eight the other day, and I was pretty excited about yeah. that. And, you know, I haven't coached him in over six years. And, you know, he's still out there lifting, using what, you know, he learned with me and, and you know, being excited about putting weight on the bar. And, you know, that's not a max. Right. But it's a PR. I mean, it's something, it keeps you motivated, it keeps you going, it keeps you excited. I mean, if you're going to lift and do these type of things, it should be a lifelong process. It shouldn't be, I got in shape for the wedding, right. or I got in shape once. or what, are you, I don't mean, how many fucking old guys come up to me? I used to oh look like gosh, you. I'm yeah. like, first of all, no, you didn't. And second yeah. of all, what the fuck happened? You know, like, just yeah. because you got older doesn't mean you have to be right. a turd. You right. don't have to be fat. You don't have to be out of shape. You don't have to be weak. Right. It doesn't need to be your life, but it absolutely should be a part of your life. It should be, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it should be a, a pretty big part of your life because it's the only way that you're sustaining your life is by staying healthy. And, and the thing, too, is once you've done enough time under the bar and enough lifting, you know, 5, 10, year, whatever, you don't have to do the 6, 7 days a week like you did in the beginning. You, mm. If you can maintain that level, you, your body knows it, it doesn't have to do as much as it used to, mm -hmm. to sustain things. So let's say you're doing six days a week in the beginning, but if I do it smart and I do it right over time, I don't have to um, do as much. Like now, like even if I took six months off now, to get back to where I was six months ago would take me far less time than it would stopping and starting all the time. Because oh, sure. I'm not, my body just doesn't get to a point where it can sustain what I had. Um, just like money. I mean, money, like... You can't spend every week and expect to save money. I I gotta buckle down, fucking eat, you know, rice and right. bullshit for a while, and not spend anything till I get X amount of money. Now I can spend a little money, mm -hmm. and not be draining my bank account. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's right. you got the way you got to think about it is I got, and that's why people struggle is because they reward themselves so quickly with a workout. Now I'm eating Panera, or I lost five pounds. Now I could drink for a weekend. You know what I mean? Like, dude, no. You got to go months or mm -hmm. longer getting your shit together, getting your body acclimated, and then you could splurge a little bit. Like me and you can afford a lot more shit in our body that's not good for us than somebody that's not to where they need. If you can't see your abs, you shouldn't be splurging all the time. I mean, if, if that's where you want to get to. I mean, if you're okay with where, where you're at, and I'm like, look, my stomach's flat and right. I'm, I'm pretty healthy. Okay, that's one right. thing. But if you want to be a certain look, I mean, you really have to buckle down for a long period of time, then you can splurge a little bit more. And I, I think people struggle with that, that they can't just, you know, be where they need to be. Right. Yeah, that's definitely, that's huge, man. I mean, this was a, I thought, a really good episode. So thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you in number 11. All right, thanks for listening. See you again.